At Bible Learners Ministries BLM Radio Podcast we bring to you great programs, programs for all listeners, wherever you may be getting us online, globally. For more information, teaching resources, or if you've got a question, visit our main Bible Learners Ministries website at www.biblelearnersministries.org www.biblelearnersministries.org Today's topical discussion focuses on, beyond the natural or understanding the supernatural. There are things that are comprehensible, also, there are other things that are incomprehensible, things beyond your understanding or things beyond the comprehensible. This is an introduction to the teaching series titled, Understanding the Supernatural. As we go through this article, authored by Brother Onsongo Matura, you will get to hear an insightful message. And at the end of the study, one should be able to see a number of pictures out of the relevant and related scriptures. Our theme is translating scriptures into pictures, at Bible Learner's Corner. Precious listener, when you read, hear, or listen to the Word of God, do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are hearing? Do you understand what you are listening to? Well, as you listen carefully to hear, and as you seek the guiding of the Holy Spirit, you should be able to understand what you are reading or hearing. More Bible study and topical teachings and resources are already available on the Bible Learners Ministries main website, and also on the YouTube channel. It is recommended that you visit the main website, search and look for the entire topical teachings at www.biblelearnersministries.org. That is, www.biblelearnersministries.org. If you've got a question on any topic, or if you have some Bible verse, or phrase, and you do not understand what you are reading, or you do not get the context as mentioned or used in the scriptures, or there is something you have read, but not understood, please feel free to post it, through the question and answer section, Q&A, on the main website. You can as well send it to us at info at BibleLearnersMinistries.org. And now, from the supernatural, then the natural, and back to the supernatural. Welcome. God's supernatural, spiritual things came into the natural at the beginning of time. Then these natural things, are existing in this present age, and will soon come to nothing as some go back to the supernatural, spiritual, where they came from. That sounds strange. Yes, it does, but with the message of truth available, people who will accept it, they will receive enlightening in the minds. Remember what Daniel the prophet mentioned in the book of Daniel chapter 12 verse 9. Daniel talked about things that will happen in the last days, before the end of this world. There will be knowledge increase. Indeed we are living in these last days, when we are experiencing so much knowledge, this is centered around the science and information technology, knowledge innovation. Simply to say, as we are now approaching the end of the present age, and there is so much knowledge in Greece, people need to understand that the natural things, including this physical, natural earth is soon coming to extinction. All the natural things will soon be done away with, or be translated into the supernatural, spiritual things. Precious listener. At this Bible Learner's Corner, we translate scriptures into pictures, this presentation titled Beyond the Comprehensible refers to things beyond the natural, or the supernatural things. 
This gives us a deep understanding and an insight into the incomprehensible, unseen things, the invisible, eternal and real things. These are things that need proper attention, as opposed to the present natural things, that are soon coming to extinction. As we are coming to the end of the present analog age, and stepping into the digital age, the real, and supernatural age, the spiritual age, we are moving over to eternity. May you be blessed as you listen attentively, to hear the messages we are sharing and get more enlightenment. Please share the messages as you lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Just to remind you precious listener about another related topic, featuring the times we are living in, or living in the last days. The complete teaching series on this topic living in the last days are now available on our Bible Learners Ministries website. These teachings have started appearing on variety of media platforms. If you require more information on the Bible study, featured topics, please get in touch with the Bible Learners Ministries main website and search for the topic of interest. There you will find a list of some of the topics already published and there are more topics, that are yet to be shared soon. Visit www.biblelearnersministries.org That is, www.biblelearnersministries.org Talking about seeing beyond the comprehensible, or stepping into the supernatural, we have a number of key words, terms or phrases that we will be focusing on. You may be familiar with these terms. Natural and supernatural, you may also be familiar with or have understanding of the terms. Body, flesh, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Before we go any further, let's examine the difference between the natural things and the supernatural things. Based on the Word of God and what the Holy Bible says, God made all things, and they exist or are rooted in the supernatural. Only God knows all things, seen things and unseen, visible things or invisible. Things in the heavens or on earth. Only God knows and decides what things should appear, or come into the natural when these things should come, why they should come and how they should come. God is in control of all things and only God himself will allow this to happen. The supernatural things first, then natural and back to the supernatural. There are unseen supernatural things that God has allowed to come into the natural. Nothing comes into the natural realm, unless God has allowed this to happen. And not all things God created in the supernatural realm have been able to appear in the natural realm, or have been allowed to dwell in the natural realm. As we mentioned that there are unseen, invisible things, also there are seen, visible things. This is to say that there are supernatural things that are invisible and also natural things that are visible. Simply to say, natural things are seen, whereas supernatural things are not seen. Whatever things God has prepared for us that love Him, they are not seen, and they are eternal. Things not seen can only be perceived by faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You get the point? Things God has prepared for those who love Him are supernatural and not seen. They are things accessible or perceived only through faith. We have talked about faith as mystery, yes indeed. Faith is a mystery and faith is only applicable to things pertaining to the supernatural realm, or spiritual realm, things not seen. Therefore, according to the book of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, 
The Bible says this. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Please note that. The natural things came from heaven, or they are from the supernatural. This implies that the supernatural things are the source of their counterpart, or corresponding things in the natural. It is just like an original document and making its copy using photocopying machine, this is just an example. Anyhow, there are natural things just as there are supernatural things, or spiritual things. These are things in God's creation, visible and invisible, including the heavens, the earth, the world, and all things that are in them, that is, in the heavens and in the earth. The natural or seen things originated from the supernatural, unseen things. In other words, all natural things have their source and origin, or they are rooted in the supernatural. The natural or physical things cannot exist, or would not have existed without their corresponding component already placed in the supernatural, the spiritual. Therefore, the natural things are a shadow and copy of their spiritual counterparts. This is to say, the natural comprises things that are seen, physical, the things that can be perceived through the five known natural senses. Man has five known natural senses, the eyes for sight, seeing, ears for sound or hearing, tongue for taste, nose for smelling, and the body nerves, for touch or feeling. Please note that the natural, seen things are temporary, while the supernatural, unseen and spiritual things are eternal. The natural is linked to the supernatural by faith. The seen things, are made from the unseen. The natural things came from the spiritual, supernatural. The seen things are temporary while the unseen are eternal. Let's start with the body and focusing on the human being. 1. The term body refers to something physical and natural. The natural things can be perceived using the known five senses, the eye for sight, the ear for hearing nose for smelling, tongue for taste, and the skin for touch. Natural things are temporary, they can be seen, heard, smelled, tasted and touched. 2. The soul. The term soul comprising, flesh, mind and heart refers to things that are positioned between the natural body and the spirit. 3. The spirit, signifying things that are unseen, supernatural, spiritual and eternal. It is important to have good understanding of the mystery behind the supernatural things, this is possible, only through faith. Supernatural things are invisible, they are unseen and are spiritual. Behind the seen natural things are the unseen supernatural things. The natural things, are visible, seen things. They started and have their origin in the unseen, invisible supernatural things. Simply to say, the supernatural things are hidden, they are invisible or they are unseen, they are spiritual, they are real and eternal. The natural things are evidence and substance of existing things, they are visible or seen, they are flesh, physical or material, and they are temporary, they are only a shadow and copy of their original counterparts in the supernatural. For full information about this topic, please join us in our Bible Learners Corner Forum. Here we discuss and have in-depth study of the Word of God, for a better understanding of the hidden and deep things of God, according to the book of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. We also learn how to move beyond the natural and step into the supernatural, 
to access the real. As we gain good understanding, we can then break down the living word of God in a simple, practical way that can be applied in real-life situations. Beyond the Natural series is part of the Bible Learner's Corner presentation, it gives us the opportunity to combine science and the scriptures, to have an insight into the digital age we are living in today and the need for people to adapt to technological change, as everything in the world will soon become electronically digitized. This I speak prophetically, as we are living in the last days of Daniel 12. In the Bible Learner's Corner sessions, a number of issues are discussed. Here, we learn how scriptures can be translated into pictures and this is the central theme of Bible Learner's Corner. At the end of each topic under discussion, one is able to see the link and, also comparison between the natural things, analog, with the spiritual things, digital. There is need to study the Word of God to understand what you are reading, to know how the Word of God was designed to impact the lives of humankind. It is equally important to understand what Daniel 12 verse 9, is saying, and how this compares with what we have in today's digital world or the e-world. In these last days, the fast advancing technology is driving mankind into the age to come, in the near future. When good understanding has been gained, therefore, it will help in unlocking the secrets of how the Word of God was designed to work in the lives of mankind, created in God's image, and also in all of other God's creation. All created things, man included, came into existence through the Word of God. God planned and made all things according to plan, all created things exist and are held together by the Word of God. Man was designed in such a wonderful way, that he should have an abundant life, if and only if he obeyed the word of God, God's law, his commands, or instructions. If man has to live not only naturally but also spiritually, he must therefore, hunger and thirst for the living bread from heaven, and this is the word of God. We read in the book of Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, that man will not live on bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Word of God was therefore, designed by the author of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, to work to all intents and purposes in mankind and in all of God's creation. The Word of God in people's lives, man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Deuteronomy 8 verse 3. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. This is according to the book of Colossians 1 verses 16 and 17. Who is man and how should he conform to the word of God? This is a big question. And before we get into several related scriptures in the Bible, to understand how man was designed, to be compatible with the Word of God, we must appreciate the fact that man was made in the image of God and his likeness, according to Genesis 1. Man created, in the image of God, is something to do with the spiritual image and not the natural image as in the natural, or physical mirror. And this spiritual image is to do with man conforming to the Word of God, which is a mirror, as James explains in the book of James 1 verse 20 to 25. Man must be a hearer and doer of God's word, or God's commands, his instructions, or God's law. We already have discussion on this topic and shared at the Bible Learners Ministries main website, 
www.biblelearnersministries.org, and also on the Bible Learners Ministries YouTube channel, talking about what it means, man being made or created in the image of God and his likeness. Watch the video clips on our YouTube channel. Let's now see what picture the scriptures paint out of Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, it is recommended that you read the whole chapter to see for yourself the context. This is what the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 8 verse 3. As it's written, man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Isaiah also talks about God sending his word for a purpose and it cannot return to him void, unless it accomplishes the purpose for which he sent it. Read the book of Isaiah chapter 55. From the beginning of time, and before the fall of man, mankind was created perfect and without sin. God created man. He formed and made him in God's image and likeness. Someone asked this question. How was man created in the image of God and his likeness? What does it mean? Well, as we have already mentioned, man was created in God's image as the Bible says in Genesis, and also in the book Psalms, man was created perfect, he was fearfully and wonderfully made. 1. To have communion with God. 2. To have relationship or spiritual union with God, his Maker, and 3 to have fellowship with God. Man was therefore, designed with free will, to choose to listen to hear God's voice, to agree with God, or obey God's voice, to walk with God, and according to God's word, and willing to be led by and the guiding of his spirit, this is, a spiritual walk with God, walking a spiritual walk with God simply means, living according to God's word and being led by the Holy Spirit. Obedience to God's word and instructions, or God's laws, or his commands, was the only requirement that man was to meet. To be a hearer and a doer of the word of God. But as we learn from the holy scriptures, that in the beginning, the first man Adam in God's creation, the first Adam, disobeyed God's command, or law. We understand how things work in the natural world, where mankind has made their own laws and regulations that must be followed and adhered to. Any person that breaks, or contravenes any of these laws that have been given, put in place by the governments or people in authority, anyone can be taken to court and face judgment, and if one is found guilty, they'll face the consequences. Everyone knows this to be true and therefore, most people, if not all, always seek to avoid being brought before the law courts or a judge, for fear of condemnation, by observing the laid down rules or laws people are kept safe and in case one is falsely accused and they appear before a just judge, they will be found not guilty, and therefore, will not be condemned. God too has his laws, and has given to mankind his word, which is his law. And anyone who does not follow the word of God, will one day be judged, by the same word they have neglected. There will be a day in the near future, when all mankind that ever existed, will appear before the Lord our God. Every person will then be questioned, weighed on God's just scale, and they will go through judgment, whether good or bad. If someone is found blameless, they will then receive their reward for eternal life with God in heaven. If found guilty, one shall be given their reward for eternal condemnation, eternal separation from the Lord, and they'll be cast into the place, where there will be weeping and gnashing teeth. This is real, 
The time for each one of us to put our house in order is now. Let's therefore, receive the gospel message of truth, believe and receive the free gift of salvation in our Lord Christ Jesus, the last Adam, through his obedience God has granted mankind the last chance to go back to him. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ, and by surrendering our life to him, will be saved and not face condemnation. God instructed the first Adam, the first mankind, not to eat fruit from the forbidden tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the first man, the first Adam disobeyed this God's command. Let no one be deceived as the first mankind was deceived and went against God's important instruction. The first Adam's disobedience led to all mankind falling into condemnation, leading to the curse of sin and death. The curse of sin and death that came upon all mankind, but man has now been given a second and last chance, through salvation that is only available in Christ Jesus, the last Adam. As Jesus said, and unless a person is born again, they cannot have eternal life, eternal life in the Son of Man lifted up on the tree, Christ Jesus, unless someone looks unto the Son of Man on the tree and believes in him, they'll remain condemned. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life, abundant life. Amen. Please read the whole chapter in John 3, and see what Jesus taught the man named Nicodemus. Man becoming born again is another whole topical discussion, that can be found in our Bible study section at www.biblelearnersministries.org. It is only by a person choosing to live according to God's word, that a person can live again in Christ Jesus. By accepting to be born again, a person can then receive every spiritual blessing, that is in Christ Jesus. This is according to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Jesus is the spiritual blessing, the living word of God, the spiritual word who came down from heaven into this natural world, the spiritual word that became flesh, in the natural, and ascended back into heaven, and now leaves, both in the spirit, the son of God, and also in the flesh, son of man. Jesus Christ is the just judge, a perfect mirror of God, he is God's word and the perfect law of liberty. Jesus Christ the word of God, is also the word of truth, God's spiritual mirror, as James says in James chapter 1 verses 23, 24, and 25, James 1 verses 23, 24, and 25. The word of God is a mirror that will reflect the image of anyone that has become born again. The mirror, to see if the character of the born again person has the image and character of Jesus Christ. Having the character of Jesus Christ in whose image the born-again person has been made a new creation. Anyone, who is born again therefore, becomes one with Christ and in union with Christ, through the Holy Spirit. The born-again people are in Christ Jesus, and live and walk in the Holy Spirit, they become one spirit with the one who has given them the new life. The born-again person in Christ are no longer condemned, but have passed on from death to eternal life, in Christ Jesus. Once again precious listener, visit the Bible Learners Ministries website and find the whole teaching on the topic titled, The Born Again Experience. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, the Word that became flesh and dwelt among mankind.
It is God's will that mankind should be redeemed. This was God's plan and purpose, even before the foundation of this world, because God knew the end from the beginning. Now that God's word has come into the world at God's appointed time, and lived in the flesh, that is to say, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, mankind has no excuse as to why they should not have abundant life or eternal life in Christ Jesus. 1. Jesus Christ the spiritual word of God provided the way for mankind to be reconciled with God. 2. He came as the truth, truth that if mankind would know and accept the truth, they would become set free. 3. Jesus Christ came as the bread from heaven, not as manna in the wilderness that the rebellious children of Israel, ate while in the desert and still died, but Jesus came as the living bread from heaven, the bread that if any man would eat daily, they would not die but have life, the eternal life. Did Jesus fulfill this God's will and purpose? Yes, he did. Jesus became the way, the truth and the life. The eternal spiritual word of God, Jesus Christ was sent into the natural world, flesh to fulfill God's will and purpose, to save mankind from the curse of sin and death. Jesus Christ as the way, the truth and the life. He came to earth and revealed the Father in heaven. He also fulfilled the heavenly Father's will for his people on earth, by dying on the cross, thereby becoming a curse and removing man's curse of sin and death, mankind's sin and death was a gap, created within eternity, as the first Adam disobeyed God. The gap of sin and death, separated mankind from his creator and maker, God the Father. Some Questions how much riches did Jesus acquire for himself while on earth? What kind of home was Jesus living in? How many boats or private jets did he own while on earth? Remember what Jesus said to one of the teachers of the law, who wanted to follow Jesus wherever he would go, this is recorded in Matthew 8 verse 20. Also recorded in Luke 9 verse 58. Jesus said, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus was homeless and he used to spend his night time on the mountain, praying to God in heaven. Jesus while making the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, he used a donkey. We read this as recorded in the book of Matthew 21. Yes, the Lord Jesus as King used a donkey. If he wanted, he would have created things such as helicopter or even a private jet, to use, instead of coming on a donkey. Jesus was rich in glory. He came to the world and laid down his precious life and forsake his glory, he humbled himself and became poor in glory, in order that he could die on the cross, and that through his death, burial and resurrection, he would have the glory restored back, the glory he had before he laid down his life for the salvation of mankind. The glory of saved mankind, is the glory in Jesus Christ, God's glory. People therefore, need to seek to become rich in glory toward God, by living in righteousness and holiness. Please do not worry, or become anxious for nothing, do not be distracted by the riches and things of this world. Our Lord God loves us and he cares. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Live in holiness as you choose to become a faithful bride bethroated to our the only one bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember. God's riches are glory in Christ Jesus. Acquiring God's riches is not loving the wealth, mammon and riches of this world, 
things that are under the control of the thief Satan, the king of this kingdom of darkness. Precious listener. These are some of the questions that we people should ask ourselves, we need to go deep into the word of God to see the true pictures from the scriptures, in order to understand that Jesus Christ did not come into this world to gain for himself the physical worldly kingdom, nor did he come to seek the riches and wealth of this world, or loving and serving things of this world. Jesus Christ clearly told those rulers who, thinking that Jesus had come to remove them from power, these leaders of the time sought to do away with him, as they started to falsely accuse him. Jesus said, his kingdom was not of this world, and encouraged all people to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This we read in Matthew 6 verse 33. Jesus cautioned the rich that they might not make it to heaven. It is easy for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle, than a rich man to enter heaven. As recorded in the book of Mark 10 verse 24. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. While in the natural world, here on earth, Jesus Christ taught many things concerning the riches of this world and having treasures in heaven. He recommended that people should not worry about their natural needs, things such as food and clothing or issues pertaining to this temporary world, but people should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things, they shall receive. Jesus said that people should lay up treasures for themselves in heaven, he invited all who would believe in him, to come into the kingdom of God and receive abundant life, eternal life in heaven. Oh yes. As recorded in the book of John 10 verse 10, Jesus said that a thief comes only to steal, and kill, and destroy, referring to Satan the devil. But, Jesus continued to say, I have come that mankind may have life, abundant life. Abundant life is available only in Christ Jesus. The life full of glory in Christ Jesus is what constitutes abundant life. We have already provided an answer to a question we received from one of our precious listeners, asking if abundant life has anything to do with finances, having good jobs, acquiring many riches, the prosperity, or someone acquiring for themselves many possessions in this temporary life. The complete answer to this question is found on the Bible study section at the main Bible Learners Ministries website. Jesus Christ on several occasions talked about riches of this world. First, when Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, the devil took him to a very high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and promised to give all those things to Jesus Christ if he, Jesus Christ, would bow down and worship Satan. According to Matthew chapter 4 verse 8, 9, and 10. Jesus said, Away from me Satan. For it's written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test, worship the Lord your God, and serve him only. At another place when the Pharisees wanted to test him, they asked Jesus Christ if it was good to pay tax to Caesar. Jesus, using a coin with an image of Caesar said, Render to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Also, on another occasion Jesus asked a question, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost their soul, or eternal life? Jesus talking to a rich young ruler, also admonished him to go and sell all the possessions that he had, in order that he could have for himself treasures in heaven.
then give to the poor, take up his own cross and follow Jesus. The rich young ruler was not happy when he heard this, as he walked away. So then, where does the Bible teach that prosperity and having so much possessions on earth is living an abundant life? Abundant life is only available in heaven, where there are no thieves, or moths to destroy someone's treasures. We need to understand that, as the Bible says, there will be deception in the last days. And indeed, we are living in the last days as Peter says. We have so much evidence all around us these days as there are many false teachings and messages. Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus also talks about false teachers. In the book of 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says, Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. As Peter talks about false teachers, it's recommended that you read through the whole chapters of Peter 2 and Peter 3, in order to understand the world we are living in right now. With deception and apostasy, there are many false churches and false ministers, the Antichrists and their counterfeit gospel, known as, another gospel, the gospel of wealth, prosperity and riches, they say that having abundant life is living and enjoying a prosperous life full of worldly things. When you hear such messages, this is enough evidence, that we are approaching the end of this age. The false prophets and false teachers, in these last days, are focused more on the things of this world. They are out to fulfill the agenda of their master, Satan and the Antichrist, who wants to take with himself to hellfire, as many unsaved souls as he can. Honestly, why should people, if they claim to be serving the Lord and Master Jesus Christ, preach a counterfeit message of truth mixed with error. These people misquote the word of God, and lie to the blinded lost souls, that Jesus was so rich, and therefore, Jesus himself wants all people to become rich. These agents of Satan who masquerade as ministers of Christ are nothing, but thieves and liars, they say that when someone is saved and has become a follower of Jesus Christ, they should expect to be blessed with all the riches of this world because Jesus himself was rich, this is heresy. No one can serve two masters, Jesus said. You cannot serve God and the mammon or the riches of this world. Despite Jesus Christ choosing to have Judas Iscariot as the chief accountant, Judas Iscariot himself was a thief. Jesus knew about this, and yet he did not cast him out of the group. This is an object lesson that one needs to study and see the picture. To see the picture one must search the scriptures, in order to understand exactly, what was happening around the Lord Jesus, and his twelve disciples. Even if someone in this life was struggling, striving to gain the whole world for themselves and also its riches, and even they lived for more than 999 years, would this qualify them to enter heaven after they depart from this temporary world? The answer is no. And who will inherit their riches after they're gone? The world and all the so-called riches in this world are soon going to extinction. These are some simple, but very important questions, and every person needs to hear the comment Jesus made, as recorded in the book of Matthew 19. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, Jesus said to them, It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God.
We read this in the book of Matthew chapter 19 verses 23 and 24. It is recommended that you read through the words and teachings of Jesus Christ, especially the parables, Jesus taught things in a heavenly language and many people did not understand what he was talking about. Not even his disciples understood what they were hearing, although they had been given the keys to the kingdom, as Jesus said to them. Let's briefly talk about the parable of the sower, we will come back and delve into the scriptures to see the clear picture of the sower, the seed, the ground, the tree, and the fruit it yields. And now, focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God and also Son of Man, we see him as 1. The spiritual sower. 2. The good seed. 3. The good ground. 4. The good tree. 5. The good first fruit. Matthew 13 verse 4 says. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Matthew 13 verses 19 and 20, please take time and read through the whole chapter of Matthew 13. Well, Matthew chapter 13 verse 4 says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Jesus Christ explaining the parable of the sower, as recorded in Matthew chapter 13 verses 22, 23 and 24, he provides an answer to the questions asked by his disciples. 1. Who then is the seed among the thorns, and 2. Who is the seed on the good ground? Now according to the Lord Jesus, he who received seed among the thorns is the person who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and that person becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Read also about the parable of the wheat and the tares, as in Matthew 13 verse 27. This is another parable Jesus put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Jesus sowed good seed while here in the world, that is the good news, the gospel on man's salvation. Jesus warned people about workers of lawlessness, before he went back to heaven. In these last days, we witness, there is a lot of deception, as many people have neglected God's word and message of truth. False teachings are in churches and people have gone into deep slumber. While people are still sleeping in these last days, the enemy, Satan the devil and his false teachers is sowing and teaching, through the false ministers, another gospel. People therefore, need to beware of the wicked one. Next, is another parable, Jesus put before the people, the parable of the mustard seed, as recorded in the book of Matthew 13 verses 31 and 32. The Lord Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. 
This is what the Bible says in Matthew 13 verses 37 and 38. He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one, Satan. Once again, precious listener, please read the whole chapter of Matthew 13. The Bible says that many people perish for lack of knowledge. That is to say, many people hear the message of salvation, but because those who do not believe, reject the message or doubt the word, therefore, they lack the knowledge of the word of God. Some people hear the word of God, but because of the problems and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other worldly things entering in, these things choke the word that they hear, and the word they have received or heard becomes unfruitful. And whoever hears and does not get transformed in their minds, they remain unsaved and finally get lost. Got any questions? If yes, please post your question on the question and answer section, the Q&A section at www.biblelearnersministries.org. Thank you for listening to Bible Learners Ministries BLM Radio Podcast. For any comments, views and testimonies, we invite you to contact us at info at biblelearnersministries.com. Welcome back precious listener and thanks for joining us on this crucial discussion, Beyond the Comprehensible. You need to go into the main website to have the whole teachings. As we have already discussed, the comprehensible are the things that can be understood with man's natural senses, whereas the things beyond the comprehensible are supernatural, they are spiritual and can only be perceived by faith or they are spiritually discerned. Speaking to a Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus said, the time had come when the true worshippers must worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4 verses 23 and 24. Yes, God is spirit, humankind too is a spirit being, created and made in the image of God and his likeness. As spirit beings, mankind just like other spirits, they can communicate with each other, through their spirit, spiritual heart. The author of this article refers this act as heart-to-heart -heart communication. On our website we have Bible Learners Corner series and have discussed various acts of spiritual union or communion. We have shed more light on Holy Communion, fellowship, prayer, meditating on God's word, praise, song and worship. At some point during this our study, it may become clear, that man was originally designed to commune with God, his creator. This is communing spiritually and not physically. God is spirit, man too is spirit being that lives in the flesh, or natural physical body. That is why the Bible recommends that people need to pray in the spirit. We will talk about this in another discussion, but if you go to Bible Learners Ministries website, you may find the same teaching already shared in the Bible study section. Let's move on with heart-to-heart -heart communication, or spirit communing with spirit. Combining science and the word of God leads to this brief statement, communication or communion between two souls or spirits is supernatural. This is spiritual union that takes place without need for a physical link. It needs a spiritual link instead, and this link is through the Holy Spirit. It is like in the natural, establishing a communication network, 
involving two devices, using a wireless link, such as Wi-Fi. This may include use of devices on the internet and, or computers. There are protocols and agreed rules that must be followed when it comes to establishing a communication network. As long as these prescribed protocols are followed, communication between two points is possible irrespective of the distance between the two points. In the spirit, this explains how a person when praying or worshipping, the spirit within that person's heart releases the emotions, it exposes thoughts in their heart, thoughts which are then sent or transmitted as a signal by the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ the Son, and the same thoughts being received by God the Father of all spirits. We also should see how the angels ascend and descend, between heaven where God dwells and earth where God's children dwell. The Holy Spirit is the medium of communion as he carries our thoughts and meditation of our heart to God our Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ his Son. The answers to our prayer requests are brought back from our Father in heaven by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, also reveals to our hearts, God's will for our lives, God's thoughts and his ways, as contained in his word, or commands, or law. The Holy Spirit also teaches and reminds us, how we should live, and according to the word of God. The Bible says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11. Mankind is both natural and spiritual, and man exists in more than three dimensions that are embedded in both the natural, or physical and the supernatural or spiritual realms. Man is a spirit being. He is spirit, he has a soul, and lives in a body. Visit our main website and read more about, the nature of mankind, in the Bible Learner's Corner series. The spirit of man is spiritual, and was created out of God the father of all spirits. The body of man is natural, and was formed out of the dust of the ground. Man became a living soul when God breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life. Man can therefore, be considered to be a spirit being, created and occupying a physical body or flesh, formed from dust. The spirit is eternal whereas the body is temporary. The soul comprising the flesh, mind, and heart forms the link between the body, which is natural and the spirit, which is spiritual. As we've just said, the soul comprising the flesh, mind, and heart, in other words, it's within the soul of man where the flesh, mind and heart are located. The heart, that is, the spiritual heart, forms the center of a person's emotions, it is also in the spiritual heart where a man's treasure is. Please note this. Just as there is a natural physical heart that is responsible for handling the blood in the flesh, or body. Also there is a spiritual heart, that is responsible for handling the spirit of a person. The scriptures admonish us all to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of the heart spring the issues of life, Proverbs 4 verses 22 to 24. The scriptures mentioning the heart. This is referring to the spiritual heart and not the physical heart that pumps blood in the body. The heart of humankind is spiritual and anything that is kept within the heart of a man is spiritual and known only to the owner, it is hidden, it's secret, it's treasure or a place where a person's treasure is kept, and also the most precious of all things. The soul of man needs to be led by the Holy Spirit, 
and be fed with the spiritual law of God, the word of God. The Bible mentions that, an upright heart delights the law or the word of God. Delighting the word of God will give one desire for wisdom in their heart. Read more about wisdom and her children in the Bible Learners Corner series at www.biblelearnersministries.org. As we have already mentioned, the law or the word of God is spirit or spiritual. The tablet of the heart where the spiritual law of God is written is spiritual too. The heart can therefore, be viewed as a TV monitor or TV screen, on which the information that's displayed is spiritual, the substance, that is of faith, and the information content is spiritually accessed and discerned only by faith. The substance in the word of God is in the form of God's thoughts and will. This is known, only by the Holy Spirit who has access to the heart of God. None of the hidden things of God can be known or revealed to the natural mankind, unless they are first deposited in a person's spiritual heart by the Holy Spirit. The scripture says that the spirit of a man is the lamp of God in a person's heart. As the thoughts of God that are contained in his word are translated into actions, they manifest in the natural and effect change, both in the natural and spiritual. The reference scripture is, Hebrews 4 verse 12. The author of this article by drawing the parallels between science and information technology and Hebrews 4 verse 12, he has grasped the fact that the word of God as a sword of the Holy Spirit, covers every aspect of life ranging from the supernatural to the natural, and back from the natural to the supernatural or spiritual, this is in parallel. 1. Life upon mankind came down from heaven as God created man and placed him in the natural body, breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. 2. Death and condemnation that came upon mankind due to sin. 3 eternal life for mankind after salvation in Jesus Christ, at the end of time there will be judgment, leading to life eternal for those who accepted the gift of salvation, also judgment and eternal condemnation, or eternal death and separation from God, to those who rejected the free gift of salvation. Once more, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says. For the word of God is quick, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We need to understand that man is spirit and existed in the supernatural before he was formed and put on the natural earth as flesh or physical body. Humankind was therefore, designed to exist in both the natural and spiritual realms. The Word of God too was designed to work effectively in all aspects in a person's life, both in the natural and spiritual. It is clear from Hebrews 4 verse 12, that the Word of God, as sword of the Spirit it can penetrate through everything, right from the spiritual, where God is, down to the natural, where man dwells. This probably explains the mystery behind the healing miracles and how they occur, the supernatural manifesting in the natural. Precious listener, there is so much to share and we ask you to stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Bible Learners Ministries BLM Radio Podcast. We hope you are enjoying the programs wherever you may be listening. Please, give us a comment and views on the shows and our programs, how you are being blessed, through the messages we are sharing and also the programs. 
Coming up next is the word of God and how it fits in God's creation. In the beginning God spoke his word and all things came into existence. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus Christ is the word of God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. John 1 verses 1, 2, and 3. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. The visible physical matter was created from the invisible spiritual, the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 3 that, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. The natural cannot exist without the supernatural. The natural things come out of the supernatural. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. This writer of this article has presentations in telecommunications, digital technology, computers, programming languages, and data processing. His technological experience, coupled with the revelation he gets through studying the Word of God, has enabled him view the Word of God as a computer program, a program that has been encoded and assembled in a unique language, known only to its author, who is the Holy Spirit. Every computer handles specific programs and processes data that has been encoded in a special machine language or languages. Each computer program is readable, only by the computer machine or machines where it was designed to be used or meant to be executable. We humans too have been designed to live and function by the leading of the Holy Spirit and His Word. Just as there are specific software programs to operate each computer, the Word of God also is a special encoded program, a spiritual heavenly program, that is only readable and understood by the author, the Holy Spirit or by anyone, any humankind, whom the original author, the Holy Spirit will allow to do so. God in His wisdom made humankind in His image and likeness, to live by the Word of God. This is the case with the guiding of the Holy Spirit who is the author of God's Word. The Word of God expresses God's thoughts and His ways, it contains sayings, instructions, teachings, laws, or commands that must be followed. God releases His Word for a purpose, His Word cannot return to Him void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which He sent it. And as long as a man hears the voice of God and obeys the instructions or commandments, he becomes not only a hearer of the Word but a doer of the Word. As Paul the Apostle writes, every scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, and training in righteousness 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. The Holy Spirit is the author of the Word of God, the Word of Faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. It requires faith in a person's spiritual heart in order to access treasures hidden in secret places. Faith is the key, to gain access from the natural into the supernatural, where the treasures can be laid up or found. It is now clear that beyond the natural seen things, things that we are used to, there are also supernatural and unseen things where treasure, and valuables are hidden. If one was seeking to find treasure, they would need to search in secret places, this is where any treasure could be hidden. Also, if someone had treasure or something valuable, and they wanted to keep it safe, they would know where to hide it, a place with no thieves. A man's treasure therefore, is in their heart. 
A person's heart is where all the secrets and issues pertaining to their life are hidden. For where a man's treasure is, there his heart will be also. The Bible says in Matthew 6 verse 21. There is need to understand the effect of knowledge increase in the world these last days. This is what Daniel the prophet was shown before he was commanded to seal the words in the scroll in Daniel 12 verses 4 and 9. Today, technology has become a tool in which almost everything hangs on. Everything has gone digital and without embracing this digital technology, it sometimes becomes impossible to perform certain tasks. Tasks that some years ago used to be carried out in traditional ways, analog, in a technical term, are nowadays done digitally and on computers. Traditional ways have been in use ever since man's first invention, and this is that which we have had from the beginning. Things have now changed and the traditional ways are being phased out. Things are done using modern and fast advancing technologies and tasks done online. Digital technology is gaining precedence in the way people live their lives as opposed to the old-fashioned analog, that is being phased out. Digital technology in the view of this writer is a spiritual phenomenon. In today's electronic world everything is becoming digitized, the e-world. The author of this article explains the difference it makes by someone embracing and using the modern digital technology. He considers this as an emerging tower of evil that has been laid on a foundation, linked to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The author compares this to the time of Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. The writer discusses this subject at a time when we have a leader in a world nation, who owns a tower named after him. Could this be a sign before Christ's appearing? Is the last trump about to sound? And all who are in their graves hear Jesus' voice and come out? Those who have done what is good to live according to John 5? Could these be the last days in which all things in the natural, analog, must be translated back into their corresponding original supernatural, digital form? As Paul the Apostle instructs all people about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, he writes this, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18. We who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven, with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, the Bible says in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly, naturally, we are wasting away, yet inwardly, supernaturally, or spiritually, we are being renewed day by day. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, the natural, but on what is unseen, the spiritual, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This is in the book of 2 Corinthians 4 verses 13 to 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. Therefore, the natural body, analog, will be changed to a spiritual or supernatural body, digital, at the resurrection. 
Can the reader or hearer see this picture in the scriptures? The natural, analog body of man, being changed to a spiritual, supernatural body, a spiritual digital glorified body, at the resurrection. Before we sign off, let's see what the Bible says about God, writing his laws on tablets of the human heart with his precious Holy Spirit. We understand that in the past things were written with ink, pen and on paper. But today, with the available technology, the same things can be written with finger and keyboard, and displayed on a computer monitor, or TV screen. There is a saying by the wise bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Read this in the book of Proverbs 7 verse 3. These are wise sayings of the old, but the message seems to be relevant in this modern age, in which everything is shifting from analog to digital. We live in a digital age, and all things can now be handled electronically, the e-world. Soon and very soon, everyone will be able to understand that all things in the natural originated from the supernatural, they exist in the temporary natural and can be expressed in binary digits, ones and zeros, which are supernatural or spiritual, digital. As everything seems to be represented in digital form, it means that at the end of time all things will become digital, supernatural, original, eternal, in real form. God has given the author of this article grace, to thirst and hunger for his righteousness, and he is a Bible learner, and student of the Word of God. Each time this author reads the Word of God, a new revelation is received. This leads him to a higher level in understanding the spiritual things. God has in this present life, allowed every person under the sun, to use any available tools within our reach, to learn lessons from this natural life experiences, as we prepare for another life, life beyond the natural. As we read God's word daily, and seek revelation so as to understand whatever we have read, one comes to a conclusion that God is real. God has given us the temporary natural things in the natural world, so that, as we learn and get to know them, the natural things should point us into their corresponding, supernatural real things. With the guiding of the Holy Spirit and understanding His Word, we get discernment and can perceive these things in the supernatural. Knowing that all scriptures are given by inspiration of God, we need therefore, to focus more on the Word of God and the supernatural, which is real and eternal. The Word of God is real, the Word of God is eternal. There are many teachings coming up on our main website. Join us in our Bible Learners Corner Forum, as we discuss the use of the binary code in practical applications, such as computers, electronic circuits, and more. Talking about computers, and the information technology, the binary digits, ones and zeros, as they form the basis on which all digital data and computer information can be handled, and processed. A binary code represents text or computer processor instructions using the binary number systems, two binary digits, or bits, 0 and 1. We compare numbers in their known decimal form, the natural, with their equivalent in binary form, the supernatural, which is the language of all computers. Take for example. The number 10, in decimal, this is equivalent to the number 2, in binary. This probably explains how God's law, the Ten Commandments, is equivalent to, the two greatest commandments of love, which is equivalent to, 
one commandment of love, as given by Jesus. Before the invention of computers, everything seemed to be moving slowly as people still lived in the analog age, the stone age. But ever since computers came into existence, life on planet Earth has been moving so fast. People live at such a time that no one knows what is going to emerge next. Only God knows as he is in control. God has allowed mankind in these last days to make such great leaps, in their scientific and technological discoveries for a reason. All men need to know that whatever God has said in his word, it will come to pass at God's appointed time. Once again, remember, the scripture in Daniel chapter 12 verses 4 and 9. Apostle Paul too mentions in the book of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, that. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. You're our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men, clearly you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us written not with ink but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. Apostle Paul says in the book of 2 Corinthians 3 verses 2 and 3. Yes, a letter written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. The reader should note that there are two types of epistles, one written on tablets of stone with ink, this is natural. Another written on the tablets of the heart, by the Holy Spirit, this is spiritual. The word of God which is a light unto all mankind reveals that Moses having had a meeting with God on Mount Sinai, he was presented with God's laws, the Ten Commandments, which was written on tablets of stone. The tablets contained words detailing a covenant that God was making with Moses and with the people of Israel. But later God said he would write his laws in the tablets of hearts of his people. God did this by the implanting of his word in the hearts of men, by faith through his Holy Spirit, who is supernatural. The author of this article has background knowledge in telecommunications engineering, science and information technology. He is a Bible learner, and a student of the Word of God. He is zeal for striking the parallels between science, technology and the Word of God. Through research and study, he has compiled materials that are now available on the Bible Learners Corner Forum. With the guiding of the Holy Spirit, he combines science, the substance and evidence of things seen, and the Word of God, substance and evidence of things only seen or perceived by faith, to display the understanding he has gained from both the knowledge in digital technology and the Holy Scriptures. He has several write-ups on varied topics, and he is currently doing a series of presentations under the title, Bible Learner's Corner, ready to be shared on a number of platforms. Precious reader, may the Lord bless you as you share this message with others. If you need more information about all the reference verses in this article and other teachings, you can contact the author of this article, Brother Onsongo Matura at BibleLearnersMinistries at gmail.com. You can also join us in the Bible Learners Corner discussion. Stay blessed. Keep yourself updated for the latest heavenly news, general Christian news, breaking gospel news, the heavenly weather report, and more.
Keep checking for update on our newsletter It's Already 00GMT, that is yet to be published soon, featuring The Church's Role The Need for True Reformation The Failures of the Modern Church The Church of Today and the Counterfeit Messages The Midnight Hour in God's Timeline It's Already Midnight It's Already 00GMT Visit our main website for variety of Bible study and topical teachings, resources at Bible Learners Ministries, www.biblelearnersministries.org. That is www.biblelearnersministries.org. Also, keep checking for the latest breaking news from heaven. Thank you and stay blessed as you continue to tune into our YouTube channel as well. On behalf of Brother Onsongo Matura, Shalom. Thank you for listening to Bible Learners Ministries, BLM Radio Podcast. We invite you to contact us at info at BibleLearnersMinistries.com. Shalom.